Welcome to Kingdom of the Logos. I'm Pastor Jay Dylan Proctor, and in this episode of God and Movies, we're going to be talking about The Lion King. If you're here for a spoiler-free recommendation, here it is. Watch The Lion King. I firmly believe it's the best Disney original that is out there, and it's a great family film about coming of age. It is a story that does a great job at illustrating the harsh truths of life, and it does this while still being family-friendly. The movie's moral can be summed up as this. You have to grow up and rise to the responsibility of who you are meant to be, not just who you want to be. A king that uses his power to satisfy his personal will is a tyrant, but a true king is one who knows when to use force for the sake of those in his care. The Lion King, sure, it's a fictional story about a lion, but it's a story that is built around truth and the true way that the world works. And if you want to be fulfilled in life, you have to bless those around you, and you have to be the one you are meant to be, not the one you want to be. And that's really the operative morale in this story. You have to grow up and be the one you were meant to be, not grow up and be the one you want to be. The Lion King, it is fairly unique as far as Disney films go because it's not directly adapted from any existing source material. Sure, it has elements of Moses going out into the exile and then coming back to confront the Pharaoh of Egypt. It even has elements of Cain and Abel. A lot of elements of Cain and Abel we'll get to in a bit. But you can even look at the name Simba and people will say, well, that comes from Kimba the White Lion back in the 50s and 60s. But Honestly, it's not like a lot of other Disney stories, which are directly taken from existing works, such as things like The Little Mermaid, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Beauty and the Beast, so forth and so on. Many of them come from existing material. And now that we have two versions of The Lion King, and the original was an animated cartoon, and the new one is also an animated film. It's done in the style of real life, but still clearly animated. Um, I'm not really sure that we needed a Lion King remake because the original was fine. It was an excellent movie. It was superb. And the remake is good. It wasn't necessary, but it was fine. I'm, you know, It's great that we have it. It doesn't do anything to take it away from the original movie, which really surprised me. With the modern spirit of the age culture we live in, I expected Timon and Pumbaa to be portrayed as an outright gay couple in the new movie, but it didn't happen. Um, there really wasn't anything to suggest that. They lamented love and they really didn't want anything to do with being an adult or having responsibility. And, you know, as far as modern, you know, postmodern thinking, all the secular stuff, which is oftentimes anti-theist, it wasn't injected in the movie at all. No postscript, little one-liners added in there that you could really tell or nothing there that really detracted from the movie. It was fairly um, similar to the original. So let's get into some spoilers and let's talk about the worldview of this movie. Now, as I said earlier, it has a lot of elements of Cain and Abel, and it really, really does. And really the choice for Simba is who he's going to grow up and be. Are you going to grow up and kind of step into a Cain role or one that steps into the role of Abel, even though Abel dies? Now, our world tends to think that force and power are agents of will. And what I mean by that is that people tend to think that if you have a position of power, then you're going to inherently kind of be bad. We get language like absolute power corrupts absolutely things of that nature. And even when we look at the world around us, people will say, oh, it's the weapons that cause violence, or it's the the state that people have. Maybe they're relatively poor and they, they are motivated by, you know, they see somebody having something they don't have and they, they get motivated by that. But the truth of it is that it is the sin nature that always causes violence. It is just the truth of it. Positions of power, they are mere platforms for the sin nature to express itself. When leaders are corrupted over time while in positions of power, it's because they forgot the ancient lesson taught by God. 
And this is in Genesis 4, 6. God says, if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. And that's what God tells to Cain. And now the Lion King sets up a rivalry with a lot of Cain and Abel elements. Cain and Scar, Cain from the Bible and Scar from the Lion King, they are the smart brother, and they are kind of pitted against Abel and Mufasa, which is the noble brother. And as the arc of the story goes, the smart brother devolves into the evil brother, and the noble brother is killed. It's not an initial story of good and evil and an initial story of nobility and or I should say smart and not smart, it's a story of how unchecked intelligence, and we all sometimes think that we're too smart to live by any other rules. We think that we, we know better. And smart sometimes get us into trouble. As far as the story goes, Cain, he thinks he's too smart to have to you know, rule over sin. He thinks he's smart enough to handle resent, but it turns him into a murderer. And also, Scar, in the story, he thinks he's too smart to abide by the laws of society. And he kills his brother and eventually becomes a tyrant who over hunts and kind of destroys the kingdom. But the story is not about really Scar and Mufasa. It's really about Simba, this young lion prince. And there's a great scene early on in the movie where Simba's taken by his father to look over the entire Pride Lands, their whole kingdom. And Simba, he expresses joy that one day he'll get to be the boss of everyone. No one will tell him what to do. He'll have all this stuff. He can do whatever he wants. And his father corrects him and tells him that a true king, and again, the language of true king is very significant, says that you don't actually just do what you want. You have to submit to the responsibility placed on your shoulders. And that's a very important thing. When you look at the, the motif of Cain and Abel and Scar and Mufasa, tyrant kings who are really common in history are those who simply do what they want. Scar, once he kills his brother, becomes a tyrant king. He does what he wants. He says, I'm smart. I get to reject wisdom. You know, wisdom is for common people. It's for others. It's not for me. We do this all the time as people. We say, you know, those rules, they're for someone else. They're not for me. But the truth of it is, when you start thinking you're too smart, bad things start happening. And Scar, he has the smarts to do whatever he wants, and he causes a lot of problems in doing it. He becomes a tyrant. But Simba and his father Mufasa are the ones who kind of are ultimately good kings. And now Simba, it takes him a long time to get there. It's the whole arc of the movie. But his father Mufasa teaches him about responsibility. And again, if you don't want to be a tyrant, then you have to submit to the responsibility given to you. You have to live as who you are meant to be, not just who you want to be. But historically, again, kings that are good tend to be a lot rarer than those who are tyrants simply because the sin nature running through the veins of humanity is way more tempting than it is to surrender your heart to God, and that's just the fact of life. Again, it's not the position of power that necessarily corrupts. It's the sin nature that gets so good at convincing people to live as they want to without any checks and balances, they just become tyrants. So the modern secular world it tends to confuse things that shouldn't be confused and add certainty to things which are actually uncertain. And this is where the Lion King really is oriented towards boys becoming men. This idea that you've got to grow up, you've got to become a, a man who can live as who you're meant to be, not just who you want to be. And one of the things where the world flips confusion and uncertainty is it'll look at one thing and say, ah, yes, that, and now we apply that logic elsewhere. Um, the way that the modern, circular, spirit of the age looks at men, it would, if it took that same logic to Scar and Mufasa, it would say, look, look at all the terrible things Scar did. That must mean that Mufasa was a terrible king as well. 
And therefore, Simba will be a terrible king when he grows up. It kind of takes the bad qualities of one and applies it to others and says, well, that's just inherent in being a king. But as we know, being a king doesn't make you inherently good or bad. It just means that you are a king. Your ability to rise above the sin nature, which again comes from surrendering one's heart to God, and throughout the ages, God has been giving people the wisdom, you've got to rule over sin or else it'll rule over you. God has been wanting to bring people along that path, though most people reject it, or a lot of people have rejected and while they've been in positions of power. I'm not going to say that all of them have. But you get in that position, you kind of think that you are God, and they forget you've got to surrender your heart to God still. And Simba, if he wants to be a king that is surrendered to who he's meant to be, he really has to, to grow up. This is really something that is really applicable to what it means to be a man. Um, because being a man doesn't mean that you just reject using force and positions of power. It means you know when to use them and how to use them. And Simba, he, after his father died, he spent time in the wilderness being raised by a culture that hated responsibility. He thought he could escape the purpose of who he was meant to while living there. And there's a great scene where a prey animal comes to Simba as a predator animal and says, oh, you had me spooked, but then I realized you're not a real lion. If you were a real lion, you would have just killed me. And they kind of laugh it off and go along. And something deep within Simba, and the movie does a great job of realizing this, understands that being a real lion isn't actually about just killing anything that's random prey. Um, in the real world, predator animals, they don't just kill everything in sight. They're actually pretty smart and clever about this. They conserve energy. They know when to go out and when not to. Now, they're not like people who have a moral code in the same way that we do, but as real people and as actual humans who have a moral code and God has given us instructions on how to live that we are to live by, the truth is we have to know when to use force, when to actually go out and be proactive in, in stopping evil. You know, the Old Testament's teaching of what it means to be holy, and even with Moses in, in when he's leading the people towards the promised land, his father says, you've got to have people who fear God, who are trustworthy, and they hate dishonest gain. You know, what it means to, to be an honorable leader means you are someone who has surrendered to God. You're righteous, but also you hate dishonest gain. There's a time when you've got to step up and, and actually confront something. You've got to step up to the plate and fight. If Simba's to be a true king and to be a true man, he doesn't just reject force and power, but he knows when to use them. Because the truth is, while Simba, he is a predator, he's not just going to kill anyone that's prey, there is a time when he's going to have to fight, and he's actually going to have to have a death match, and it's with the tyrant king that's his uncle. And the movie does a great job of telling this truth to its audience. It tells you that if you want to be fulfilled, if you want to be who you were meant to be, then you have to rise above your own desires and actually own those responsibilities. So overall, it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. It reminds us that we were created by God for a purpose in the circle of life. It's a fantastic movie, even though it's family-friendly and oriented, obviously, towards like kids. I think everyone can really enjoy this movie. It doesn't over-sanitize the truths of reality, though it does make it where you can sit and watch it and it's not terribly gruesome or anything like that. It deals with some very difficult situations, but it does it in a very family-friendly way. So with that, hope you enjoy the movie. God love you and have a blessed day.